So you're telling me that you guys organize your laundry and shifts together so that you can all do it together? That, that, that there's like an Excel sheet that has a schedule of who does their laundry? Do you want to dox whose laundry hasn't been picked up yet and why your night is miserable? Do you know whose it is? You know whose it is. Joey. What? It's a business apartment. Oh, that's right. There's more people there than just you. Yes. It's okay. not just us. I was... Jesus. Why would I have to sign up for the 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. block for 10 people? I feel like I could go there whenever I want if it was only the 10 of us. <laughs> Maybe Purge has to, like, Purge wears something for five minutes and he has to do laundry. Like, he always, uh, uh, <laughs> he always has to do so much laundry. Okay. Maybe that's not a good way to start the show. Maybe I'll, I'll just, um, <clears throat> um, <laughs> Hi, you're wearing a blanket. It's late in Sweden. I don't have sleeves on. I don't like recording this early because it's um very bright in my room, and I think I look ugly. Uh, how are you? Nice, Jan. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. I'm currently trying to stay awake to do laundry and uh, also to fix my sleep schedule, which I it's been a full week, and it still hasn't fixed itself. I woke up at 5.30 a.m. this morning. And considering sometimes work lasts until like 3, 4 a.m., that's probably not good for me. So that is unfortunately not very good for you. <laughs> ah, yeah, not great, not great, not great. Dude, um, the DPC started again, and I don't know uh -huh. what else to yep. talk about. Like, 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 if I'm to think about all the news, all the news, all the possible Dota stuff that I can condense, like, there was, there was a match that was delayed in Europe, and people are playing games now, and some Southeast Asia people got banned. Is there anything else that we need? Is, is, is that it? Is that the full list? What's in your mind? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so, really quickly, because people have questions about this. The bug that delayed OG versus Liquid... I'm going to lay this down really quickly. Taiga found a bug that uh, he claims in his lobby, in his scrim, he was able to see on the mini-map that creep camps would get cleared, a.k.a. the little icon that says, hey, there's a creep camp here. Mm -hmm. It would just, boop, go away. There is currently a spectating slash Dota TV bug uh, that you can clearly see that anytime you want. You can you can check that out pretty easily. It's there. Uh, it seems like there are very, very rare circumstances where it does appear in lobby games. Not in pub games, but in lobby games. Or maybe very rare circumstances, period. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, that appears to be the bug. That's why that initial match was delayed. People keep on, like, it's like a fucking conspiracy, man. People don't understand something, and then they're immediately like, something fishy is going on. What's going on here? I don't understand everything, and that means something is being held secret. It was Tyga on the grassy knoll in Dallas. Like, that's that's everybody. I figured it out. Um, I, I think you're just explaining conspiracy theory. I, I think that's just what happens when people don't have concrete evidence of something. It, it's a big... Yeah, there's just information you guys don't know about, but that doesn't mean it's a conspiracy theory, okay? It's, <laughs> what if uh, Big so... ESL is putting down OG because... Yeah. ESL hates no-tail. <laughs> Maybe, or they hate liquid. I don't really True. know. Yeah, something like that. True. So that <laughs> so they discovered that bug right before their match. Obviously, they did not know the extent of the bug. Uh, they just knew it was there. 
So neither team wanted to do play that match because they didn't know if the bug was going to happen, and that would obviously be broken. Um, they they probably thought it was like a hot fix that recently happened, and the bug was like there all the time, or at least close to all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, with a bit more testing and a little bit more time, once the bug became public, uh, people were like, "No, that's not happening. I don't see it anywhere." Um, and then it seems like some people did some testing and maybe it does happen with lobby games, though exactly how or why it happens, uh, is unknown and it seems to be very rare. So, uh, if it's a very rare, um, any, any programmer will probably tell you if you can't easily replicate it, it's going to be hard to fix. So obviously I don't think it's been fixed yet. And, um, if, if it even is in the game or not. But either way, it hasn't been fixed yet, to my knowledge. And uh, it may not be fixed for a long time, considering it's hard to replicate. So, that's why DPC matches are going still going on. That's why that one match was delayed, but no other matches were mm-hmm. delayed. There, There is nothing special about OG Liquid. My- There's no... This so, isn't the <laughs> Chinese flu or something that you're you're creating some fucking conspiracy jet fuel shit can't on. melt uh, lobbies. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, the so, so the, this makes me think about two things that are probably going on right now. One, mm-hmm. there are people uh, in Valve HQ, which I think they just work from home mostly now, uh, who are trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and probably have like some kind of whiteboard with red string on it because they don't know what <laughs> is actually going on and someone's life has become more difficult uh, because <laughs> there's like a mysterious unreplicable bug that may or may not exist sometimes or all the time. Um, that sucks from a programming standpoint. Um and that also sucks from a potential competitive standpoint or just game standpoint, right? Because now uh, what's, what I assume is happening is that most people, as they're playing uh, these games, are potentially looking out for it because it may or may not exist, right? And if it does exist yeah. in your lobby, in your competitive game, there's probably a reason to like put your hand up and call ref and try and make a new lobby. So uh, it's probably something that is just... A big picture on most on, on a lot of people's minds as they're looking at their mini map, right? So maybe um, I'm not even sure how many of the other teams and players actually know about it outside of the Western European region. Well, surely they people have seen all of the discourse about it, right? I mean, I know that not everybody and, comes to like the English speaking community for everything all the time, but 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 surely like the North Americans are looking at it at the least. Maybe I don't know. Uh, either way, it seems like uh, it's not happening anytime soon. Like, as in, like, it doesn't happen very often. So you could look out for it for a hundred games, and it probably won't show up. So, like a real conspiracy, you know? Like a real conspiracy. Because every now and then, Aliens. you know, <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> um, the the biggest bummer about the whole situation is that um, I didn't get to watch the Liquid OG game, which I was just looking forward no, to. No, the bigger bummer was I was going to cast that series. Oh. <laughs> and now you're back Ooh. on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have, have you cast anything yet so far? This is me being a bad friend because clearly I haven't watched any... <laughs> 
I cast one series. Yeah, that was the second series I was going to cast. I cast tomorrow. Uh, the thing is, is that with my... I, I really pushed them to give me casting, so they did relinquish that. They gave me some casting, and the o- the best, really the only way, reasonably, to fit me into the schedule is on these longer days, um, and they put me on the very last game of Europe before it goes to NA. That way I work three series in a row because it would be unreasonable to have me come in and work you know, the second series of the day and the fourth and the fifth series. That would just be stupid. Mm -hmm. So as a result, I get to cast all the upper division Western European games. That's fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) That feels like a good good side effect. Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) So, yeah. How, how, um, I, I, I don't even know the standing i have been i've been so in my own bubble that i don't even know how the first week, week of one. games have Standings gone or it's, whatever it's it's whatever there there's nothing yeah uh, everybody play was one match maybe one uh one team plays two matches it's it's whatever it's not that that interesting especially on a new patch like okay some team maybe dropped a series you know, like, some, in fact, some teams, like, boom, dropped a series because they couldn't even play the game because they lost electricity. Ultimately, you know, like, these things may matter later on, but right now they're kind of, they're very whatever, you know? I'm waiting for that conspiracy where someone talks about the fact that boom <laughs> didn't, like, place top three because of the, of the DDoS power uh, station attack that happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the DPC right now. Um, Polaris. Um, the only th- interesting things that I've noticed so far is Polaris from the Southeast Asian division. Uh, they were a lower division team, and mm-hmm. they've got some pretty good players. Natsumi's probably um, the the biggest and maybe best player on that team. Um, and they are they just upset T1. Um, so that's pretty big. It means that they are likely to, like, if they continue the trajectory, uh, they're likely to be going to the major, um, just because of the people they've already beat. Um, so yeah, good for them. Um, other than that, not a whole lot to say about the DPC so far. Uh, uh, you, you, you yeah. said South America, but but Polaris is as Southeast, Southeast Asia. Asia. Okay, I just want to make sure yeah. that we can correct everybody that you do in fact know something about Southeast Asia because that's a real point of contention for <laughs> me personally. You're to very make... angry. I'll write you an essay <laughs> talking about how stupid you are. You know, I tweeted that out today. Actually, do you see the the tweet that I just put out? Go to my Twitter right now. Both Joey and the audience. Um, I put out me... a uh, a a short clip from a Southeast Asia qualifier for MSI Beat It 2014, uh, where I was casting MS uh, MVP Phoenix versus Rave, and it is Game Five. The team that wins qualifies and goes to Taiwan, and it's a uh, throne not race. But a throne rush? If only now one team does it, it oh, is no. it a rush? 
yeah, I, I think it's a thrown rush. Uh, people, uh, I I opened the audio file and now it's baked into the podcast. People are going to be mad about that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, well, uh, <laughs> uh, that's fine. It's like a teaser. Now they they're like, wait, I want to hear more of that. I, I was I was listening to you, but all I was actually thinking about was watching this clip and thinking about the old Rashan Pitt uh, positioning. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's weird what makes me nostalgic about Dota. Uh, old, old games, old casts. I think old map locations is really up there. You know what's not in that clip though? About a minute or two before uh, that clip starts, uh-huh. I'm talking about how the Naga Siren. Who is is six slotted, which in old Dota was that was the cap. No backpack, no neutral item slot, nothing. She was six slotted, and she bought a Necro three to put on her courier Dude. to swap in Necronomicon and pop minions and then swap it back out. <laughs> that was that was seven slotted. That was the only way you could be seven slotted is having a courier carry an item for you. Great. Can Courier still pop smoke? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, they can. But they can't do dust Arkosh anymore. Arkosh won That's their first match. What changed. Don't forget, Arkosh won. That's the other important news. Sorry, what? <laughs> Couriers used to be able to do dust, but then, but now they can't anymore. That's correct? Maybe. No? Great. So you know a bunch about DPC. I mean, they DPC. can't pop dust anymore, but maybe they used to. I mean, they used to use Radiance and BKB. I'm sure using dust was not off the fucking table. <laughs> uh, so someone's going to fact check me in the comments right now. They're going to be like, Joey, you're so stupid. Um, I Maybe I should... Okay, so what I should pay attention to is, is nothing in the DPC yet, because it's week one, but I should make sure to watch every single Arkosh game, because they're the only reason to pay attention to the shit show that is Division 2 North America. Like, congratulations, you, who, who'd you beat? Uh, five rat force staff or or uh no five felt? man minus close you were close, oh. you were close. <laughs> hey you, you you know what you know what you 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 talking shit right now joey but the the audience unironically agrees with you and by that i mean our viewing numbers are better than upper division na numbers all right <laughs> yeah yeah we bring we bring fucking viewers we bring viewers People gave us so much shit when we started this whole thing. Save NA. How are you going to save NA by making fun of it? Well, we're bringing the fucking viewers, aren't we? I think Dog Champ or, or Cut is going to set the record for like teams who go up and down between Division 1 and Division 2 the most in the span of what'll be. Yeah, the Cut. The, it, 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 the, this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that they're one of the only teams that's that's gone up and down every time at this point. Yeah, yeah, they have. Dog Champ, it's their first time going up. Oh, so. oh boy, I can't wait for some Luki Luki Division One gameplay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe I believe the Arkosh match got better numbers than Dog Champ versus TSMFTX. Oh no. <laughs> yeah it says both bad things about na and great things about arkosh it's uh, i i've been trying to 
diagnose a little bit uh, about the TSM fan base and like how much they're they're supporting the Dota team. Uh, they don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I mean that that's that that's the Cliff Note version, right? But yeah. Um, TSM does have one of the strongest brands in esports, especially in North America. Uh, yeah. normally when they enter almost anything, uh, they have so much cross pollination from people who are just either old league fans or current league fans, because it's really their bread and butter, right? That, that they kind of morph into it. Like, especially like, like TSM rainbow six won the rainbow six world championships. Uh, TSM has just been winning a bunch of like NA apex stuff. And you see that a lot of support I think has been kind of ported over to their teams. And, and a lot of this research is done just by looking at their subreddit, which is like probably the the most active individual team subreddit that exists i think um and and you'll you'll see like games like that pop up there uh, all, all the time for discussion even though it's mostly league focused um but not a lot of dota 2 pollination which makes sense right like if, if you think yeah. about it like you wouldn't expect it to happen but i think that i expected just if it's at like a like a point five out of ten, I think I would have expected like a one out of ten. I think that it's I think that I would have expected to like maybe it's the optimism like a tad more than it's there. And and I'm interested to see if it ever comes to fruition. Remember Optic, the green wall came over to Dota. I do yeah. remember that. That. <sighs> That, DSM don't give a fuck. That that feels a little bit different though, right? Because Optics bread and butter is 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 console games. It's it's, it's Halo. Yes. It's it's uh it's Halo. It's Call of Duty, right? I feel like the yeah. leap for those fan bases to suddenly care about Dota is just a higher barrier of entry than the people who are like already used to a broader scope of games in general, but also a MOBA. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Whatever. TS. <laughs> TSM just had to fire their League of Legends head coach. Um, I heard about that because he was taking he was allegedly. taking both a coach salary and he was acting as an agent for players. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> someone's gonna sue us. Uh, that Do that it. yeah that that sounds about right. Um, their their Chinese head coach who brought in a bunch of Chinese players who is now currently back in China immediately after being fired potentially to avoid any legal you know, situations <laughs> uh, was helping people mm. get on the team allegedly and taking part of their pay for doing so allegedly. Do you have to say allegedly <laughs> three different times I in think a sentence? I think it's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did some shady shit, uh, obviously because he's fired, but like, man, it, it, it's almost sad to see i feel like the one uh shining point in tsm has been picking up a dota team for me and the rest of the year has just been nothing but them taking l's and lumps um yeah i've been taking a lot of l's yeah last place league of legends team <laughs> that's Oof. that's really bad for them <laughs> their whole shit well they can't be relegated right not currently um and if they did clg would have done that a long time ago so i, th I think that they're they're safe they're, they're just gonna keep on you know lamenting <laughs> i think technically they're not last place anymore they're tied for last place they did two a week after they fired mm -hmm. their their coach so you know make of that what you will um no one no one cares about uh me talking about league of legends though although it's true <laughs> join dota died today. oh shit 
Yeah. Did, did, there has been news to this week, Joey. There has I've, been news. Dude, I've been in Joey a bubble. Dota is dead. Where were you, Joey? Where were you when Join Dota is die? I was I was sitting in my room, probably a little bit sweaty. It's kind of warm in Los Angeles. Yeah. You look cold, but I am I'm actively sweating. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, did you did you have anything on Join Dota that like you you like pulled or saved or archived for yourself? Most of your stuff was on no. broadcast, right? It's not like you had any articles yeah. or anything. Yeah. No, I I didn't use the forums uh and i generally didn't care <laughs> like if if i like it was a nice little moment of reflection of like oh join dota died that was a long time ago let's think about that uh and that was the extent of my feelings for it you know i wrote i wrote some stuff about it uh but mm -hmm. it was probably a little bit more favorable than i actually felt um I, I, you know, I, I put all the good, happy feelings in the things that I wrote. I saw your uh, Reddit comment, and and <laughs> to be completely honest, uh, which we are all the time, I hate I hate when people say to be honest because I feel like that implies you're not normally honest. Um, small side, uh, but 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 to be brutally honest about you know it, who else? You know who else had that fucking tick, Joey, who? who would give me shit for it all the time. The other join Dota guy. Oh. <laughs> well, you know what? I like... I hate it when people say, to be honest, because that implies you're lying all the time. Shut up. You know what? <laughs> I guess that I agree with him on exactly one thing. Um, <laughs> um, fuck, how funny and relevant. Uh, when, I, when I read that comment that you made on, on the original Reddit thread, uh, which was people were like, oh, okay. There's, there's clearly like a very strong association between you and that brand, right? For for a lot of people who've been yeah, around for a minute. Yeah, the other Join Dota guy is gone. <laughs> um, I'm like... I'm all that's left. I'm like, this feels a little more rosy than I would have expected. Well, Which, I did end it on, I didn't care that it died. I said something like, I don't care that it's gone, but I'm happy it existed. Or something like that. Yeah. Which is true. That that is true. If Join Dota did not exist, like there are a lot of things, my life would be very very different. So, you know, like even if, like for example, I'm still I'm still thankful to Toby for getting me that job in the first place. That doesn't mean I don't think he's a piece of shit. I do think he's a piece of shit. But I'm still thankful he he got me that job. I I think you can have a separation of like you know appreciation for the the things that people did for you uh while still not liking them you know that's so. fair um big picture it feels not great because it's just what what has joined dota really been over the last couple of years you I know fucking no I haven't been to that site in fucking ever. <laughs> Why was it still alive in the first place? Honestly, when they announced that they're like, we're closing down, join Dota, I was like, huh, I didn't even think that site was still alive in the first place. <laughs> I, did they do, still do articles? Uh, I didn't read any. I, I think they did. I think people were still writing for them. I think that they were still a hub to be like a match ticker. I think they might have had like, you know, potential team rankings, like power rankings similar to like Gosu Gamers. Um, mm. 
I know. Oh, for- that's another site I have never visited in years and years and years. The only last time I visited Ghost Who Gamers is somebody wrote that fucking shitty article about <laughs> casters. That, that's the last time I visited Ghost Who Gamers. And then I probably hadn't visited for another two years before that. So, hey, <laughs> Ghost Who Gamers one up on Join Dota. I visited it once in the last five years. I. It, it feels like the eventual uh, continuation of, of Reddit consolidating and ruining uh, corners of the internet. Uh, yeah. Right? Like, it does that. It, it, it starts with forms, which essentially Join Dona was, and then it start, then, you know, it gets micro communities, and you have to have, like, a really strong or dedicated base to do something. So I wonder what it was for Join Dota that ultimately led to the closure. Was it just pure traffic? Was it that, like, the the three dozen diehards decided eh like you know what i'm i'm not i'm not playing dota anymore was like was it because they were just bleeding money nonstop? i i i don't know what their expenses would be i guess servers but surely they had like ad revenue at least a little bit like i i, I don't know where it comes from but it does make sense you're right it feels like it uh, they held out a little bit longer than i would have expected um yeah but then but- again they were once the most powerful website casting org rolled into one that dota had right join dota once ruled dota and then they just let it slip through their fucking fingers like sand the harder they tried to hold on to it the more sand just slipped through it uh real real shame real shame that's what mismanagement does does for you I've seen some critiques uh, on Twitter and other places about how this is ultimately big picture scary because it could be like, you know, a precursor to a third party and outside people just caring less about the space in general that we all love so much. Uh, what, What do you take away from that? The idea that like holistically this is like a bad omen. Um... Okay, so I empathize with, like, news writers and stuff who don't necessarily want to become personalities, don't necessarily want to become content creators in a more, like, YouTube video format sort mm-hmm. of sense. I, I I get that if you are just kind of want to be a, a jobber. Uh, that's what I want to be as a commentator. Like, I do not relish having to do like content creation stuff and trying to like be a personality and stuff uh in order to make sure i have financial and career stability you know like i i don't like that part i wish we were more like sports where if we had like enough of a uh formula enough of a structure infrastructure that I would just be able to like focus on like doing my job and doing it well um, and not having to do all this extra stuff. But sadly, that's not what esports is. And I'm not sure if esports will ever be like that, to be honest, um, because we esports has grown up through the Internet and the Internet has changed a lot of things. And one of the things that's changed is this whole content creation uh and being talent and stuff like that so i do empathize with those people however i don't think it's necessarily a sign of of like doom and gloom for third parties um there is still some some area for 
uh, articles to be written and stuff like that. But like, honestly, what has Join Dota provided to the landscape for the last like five years? I don't know. Not nothing in the term of innovation, right? Nothing in the term of tournaments. Nothing in the term of new mm-hmm. casters or like you know groundbreaking journalism. Like, you're you're right. It 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 feels like an organization that continued to exist just because of lineage and not because they were doing anything to innovate. If you think about yeah. it from like a like a like a capitalist or business perspective, like they weren't doing anything to to keep people coming back anymore, and other people took their business or did a thing they were doing better. And if you frame it in that way, it makes sense that Join Dota uh, folds, right? But we yeah. that, that doesn't mean that we don't still have like emotions for this thing, this website that like we used to visit hundreds of times a week. It doesn't mean that we don't you know have fond memories of the friends there, or the Cassette born, or you know um tournaments and careers that it launched like all, all that is worth you know remembering and holding on to as a piece of history but but you're right it, it feels like and i am so ignorant to the inner workings of the company but it, it really just feels like an issue of um probably mismanagement um someone who might be on joan dota hears that they might be like you're so fucking wrong joy but that's you know kind of what it looks like from the outside an, an issue of mismanagement probably an issue of like a lack of funding no, you know i can speak to that i can speak to that <laughs> when i was at join dota i had something like six or seven different project managers over the course of like the two or three years that i was there i'm i'm not joking like i literally had, like i joined and a week later the uh the project lead for for join dota left moose who now works for bait and creates you know videos for like he moved on to do much better and greater things um he left a week after i joined uh and it was a revolving door ever since he left of of people like milk toby tried his hand at it at one point in time we had hani in there like just of the names that people would know uh, and then there's other names in there that people wouldn't know. Um, there, there was no no um, consistent vision that was being put forward. And um, the, I mean, once they lost their casters, um, you know, that was just kind of it. Um, Gareth, I think, kept them afloat for quite some time. I actually don't know if Gareth was still working for them or not, uh, but I. I no idea what was going on there, but like he kept them afloat uh, for like casting stuff, I guess for for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the loss of me, Blitz, and Toby, um, who kind of like uh, brought a lot of casting opportunities for Join Dota, uh, you know, like the thing is, is the landscape changed. Join Dota used to bring the casting opportunities to the casters, right? Because they were this big organized, like they were big and they had this big like stream, which the Twitch stream, they actually just took. That was Toby's old Twitch stream that they just took. Toby never got any money for that, funnily enough. He did not do a good job negotiating. That's kind of but, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that used to be Toby Wan's channel. Join Dota Red, that was Toby's channel. <laughs> and he did not negotiate for any money for that. Um, and, uh, and, and, but then at some point in time, like as any entertainment industry does, like the talent become big enough that they don't have to be a part of studios anymore. 
they can go freelance and they can get hired by any of the studios because they uh they bring the the community there is an audience that wants them there and so you hire them for that reason so the landscape just changed underneath Join Dota's feet, and they weren't really able to to keep up in that regard because they didn't have a project lead with uh, that was there for more than six months and had the vision to be able to see it through. Last guy that I had there, you know, bless him, I felt really bad, but I was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> this is the sinking ship. I'm out of here. Every project manager that came in, I was just like, I would listen to them and I'd be like, okay, maybe this is the guy. Maybe this is the guy. And it never was the guy. I think if you take that to like extrapolate it big picture for any work environment, if you have uh, six different bosses in the span of two years, potentially a red flag. Yeah. Probably a red flag. <laughs> um, I'm going to confess that I never actually use Joint Dota for anything. Yeah, because you're a liquid guy. You were using Liquipedia. Mm-hmm which is what I have also been using for quite some time. Even when I was at Join Dota, I'd be using Liquipedia. There's so. a reason why a lot of people use it. Um, and wikis. <laughs> uh, but, you know, yes. I, I guess RIP. I feel like it's slightly disingenuous for me to say it when, like, you know, I wasn't really a part of it. Rest but, uh, in hell. <laughs> yeah. Hey, fuck you guys. Gonna piss on your grave. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> woo you know, speaking of talent and, uh, you know, big career opportunities like Joint Tota used to do, I guess. Um, I saw ESL tweeted out a graphic <laughs> about the major and, like, who's going to be there for the English talent. And uh, I, I noticed, I mm -hmm. noticed that uh, in this collage of pictures, which, by the way, I don't think it was actually a very good graphic. I don't I don't really agree with, like, the style choice that they went, no. but that's, that's a no for the social team. I think it wasn't, like, a I don't think it was a good graphic. Um, you're face wasn't on there yeah it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> um all right so there there are several different topics to go with this but the first and foremost is is that it's an incomplete talent listing i believe you believe I'm or you hope <laughs> I am 99% certain that at least one more person will be added, and that person will be me. Um, as far as uh, if any other people are going to be in, I don't really know. I'm not going to try to speak to that because that just, um, I don't know. The whole situation is weird. It's two months away. What was going on with the social team that they felt like they had to get this out right now? Does anyone care? Is this in response to like yeah. to like PGL talking about stuff? Like this is, uh, I, I it feels so ephemeral to me, right? Like, ultimately so much stuff that goes on twitter as news is like flash in the pan right like here you go here's an update about this thing you see it you talk about it on reddit maybe and then boom 12 hours later if it even lasts that long you're not thinking about it anymore because you have your day-to-day -day life to live or there's games to play or you know whatever right like you're no, no one is thinking about this tweet aside from 
us right now and mostly me because i'm like what's going on here my understanding i'm being a little bit coy i'm pretty sure that there is more people than just you who were left off um because there's been more than one person who's not you who's talked to me about this uh yeah. <laughs> um yeah so like you're right like uh, from a marketing perspective which is what i'm thinking about this now my question is why is this promotion going out people are going to forget about it it's not super important to the current conversation it it isn't good i assume for people who are either like negotiating or probably esl's own internal business people <laughs> oh i mean it's good for the people who didn't negotiate fully yet <laughs> i mean if you say this person's going I feel like that gives you more power in the negotiation. That's right? even that's even more fucked up if the if the if they announce someone <laughs> who like isn't confirmed because at that point it's just bad business. Like honestly, that yes. th 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 that makes me think from from a, from a logistics standpoint, who approved the graphic, who made the graphic, what are the order of operations to where this went live? Because I think that at least from my experience, like people should be held accountable for this because this is now negative negatively affecting affecting business um yes so so that's kind of fucked uh on both sides and i'm sure that there's people in esl who aren't happy about it um but um what an ugly graphic <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> why do they split it up into four pieces with so much space and stuff I, I i don't know but um so the, the the announcement was put in. It's pretty much all the Western European and NA talent that ESL has already hired. Ah, oh, who's gonna talk about Southeast seasons. Asia? Who who's gonna who's gonna talk? Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Go ahead. No, I know. We'll we'll talk about that subject in a second here. Uh, and then on top of that, they also have put in Slacks and Pyrian. So, uh, and I think that's it everybody else is already kind of like working this stuff uh there are a couple of things i wanted to like shoot down that i that i read um people saying cost saving measure because people are already in europe well that's true for the europeans but there is a gap between the dpc wrapping up and the major and people aren't staying in europe for that so uh yeah, so there, there, there's seven seven of these people out of four half of them are not in europe and wanting yeah. to get flown out yeah. Uh, second of all, um, there. I, okay, so there is this. Um, there is this thing. Um, so yes, people are complaining that it's this uh, same old talent that we always see. All right. So here's the thing about that. From in, I'm gonna briefly take ESL's side here, which I don't agree with ESL. Uh, for a lot of things, but like I will take, I'm gonna try and give ESL's perspective, right? Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that people keep on referencing these DPC leagues as if they are equal. They are not equal. If all the best talent, quote unquote, I'm not saying they actually are the best talent, but I'm just saying the people who, whoever deems they think these are the best people, they are going to go to ESL because ESL pays the most. That is the thing, is that Western Europe is the is the region to cover. 
um, when it comes to you being a tournament organizer, viewing numbers wise, like mm -hmm. Western Europe is the region to have. Every tournament organizer wants Western Europe. Okay. ESL has Western Europe. They are able to pay the the most amount of money uh, to the talent. So any other caster, and I, you know, I'm not going to speak for all of them, but I'm just saying that like most of them, very likely, if they got an offer to work Western Europe slash NA, they probably would take it because it offers again the most amount of money. Also, it gives you the most amount of eyeballs because again, Western Europe draws a lot of viewers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. If in your head, if you're ESL, you get to pick and choose whoever you want. You get to choose whoever you want to be able to cover uh, your regions because you pay the most. And that, unsurprisingly, is what's going to motivate people the most. Uh, so the people that they chose for their leagues is already the people that they, in their heads, think are the best people. So it's not really surprising that they hire the same people for their major because they already think they have the best people. So why are they going to change that? They already, again, they already think they have the best people. Like, you just hire those people again. Also, theoretically, now, sorry, also theoretically, you could yeah. negotiate a package deal with some of them. Yes. So so some people, uh, I think, do have a package deal. Um, I technically was offered a package deal, I guess, but not for the full year. Um, this is a common negotiating tactic um, for, I think it's more common in other areas. For example, Red Eye used to negotiate, uh, like I know he would work like all the PGL broadcasts in a year, um, and he would have his rate be slightly lower um, in exchange for working, for guaranteed work, right? Like he would work for a full, full year's worth of Dota events or whatever. Um, stuff like that is an example. Um, most talent have not done something like that, um, but this league system does offer you a different opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Um, so there are some people who are packaged in for the major. Um, but yeah, there are not a whole, there are pretty much no talent hired from uh, other regions. And I don't think that's entirely right. Um, because I do think there are some other talent that are valuable and worth considering, for sure. Uh, um, and it's possible that they may still hire some additional talent in that regard, but I'm not trying to get anybody's hopes up. Um, I don't necessarily okay. think they're, they're going to all of a sudden hire your favorite casting duo from some other region. It feels to me like the people who are booking... Um, or I guess um, hiring is, is what I mean, uh, talent for uh -huh. this, don't necessarily have their finger on the pulse of, of nope. what the community wants. Because yeah. if, if I was in that person's position, uh, part yeah. of my calculus would probably be who, let, let's look at the complaints, who can I snag for, for like positive PR? Because that's part of it, yeah. right? Like ESL wants mm -hmm. to have people in the Reddit threads be like, oh, hey, they did a thing we we're talking about, or oh, look at this new people, right? And I would, you know, just, just going off the cuff, I would probably want to hire John and MLP. It would probably sure. be a good PR boost. It would probably be a great opportunity for them. It's probably also budget efficient because they're probably you can probably get you them for probably a get cheaper. them for cheap. You yep. could probably get them for cheap. It's their first major. They they would be probably be willing to do it for almost any cost. You know exactly. Uh, and 
and I, I think that that would probably be a win across the board. And here I am. I, I'm like consulting for yourself free on the podcast. It makes no sense why someone wouldn't take that swing. Um, I'm sure there's probably arguments against it. Like yours is uh, almost certainly correct. Like they feel like they have the best talent, right? So why why dip away from that? They already they already coerced, you know, everybody who who are the big boys, but um, and girls. Uh, so so you maybe. Uh, but I, I would, I would probably look to, to a little bit more diversity. Uh, did it feel good, uh, when you opened the Reddit thread and the first comment was like, huh, no cap. Is, is, is that like a little good for your ego? Does that make you smile? Yeah, of course. Uh, it's, <laughs> not, it's, it's not even, uh, it feels better and not so much for my ego, but of course it helps my ego, but more so it's, um, it's a nice like reminder, um, um, for tournament organizers that I am valued. Yeah. Um, and I hope that that continues. Um, because I've had a kind of a rough time of being able to get like the things that I want, um, lately. So, you know, um, if the community pushes for me, that can help for sure. Um, I, just as an example, you know, biggest thing that I that I'm referencing here is that I just want to I want to cast more, um, but I'm kind of getting pushed into this hosting position, um, which you know, like I'm I'm fine with doing, but uh, the biggest fear is at the end of the year, Valve is like, well, you didn't do any casting, so why would you be a caster for TI? And that is obviously what I want most of all is to cast TI. Um, that is. That is the reason I got into this whole entire thing in the first place. This whole esports thing was was because I like doing play by play casting, and that's how I got into it. <laughs> like I, I, you know, I did co casting with with Toby, but that was a way for me to get into a play by play casting position, for mm -hmm. me to build my brand, so I can then you know swerve into play by play because I had already been doing play by play before that, you know. Um, so. Yeah, it was it was nice, um, but I also didn't. I, I felt kind of weird milking it, so like that's why I jumped in and I said like, "Hey, like just so you guys know, I probably will be there." It's just ESL and I are still in negotiations, and uh, as a result, they couldn't put me on the social post, which again that <laughs> went out too much early for some post. reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what it was? I got an email and they're like, hey, so can we confirm this? Uh, the social team really wants to put out a thing. And I was just like, well, they already did it. They already put out the because by the time I read the email, the social post had already gone out, you know. So I was just like, well, <laughs> there goes that. Um, and I still they're still negotiating for for me to do because um, ESL. Uh, I don't want to like spoil anything, but basically they want to put me into a role that I'm not super comfortable with. Um, and it's not casting and that's, you know, like, obviously I keep on trying to push for casting, 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 um, and they're trying to push this other role on me. And so, you know, I'm going to accept it. I'm going to accept the other role. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to not work the major. Um, but you know, it's not, it's not exactly what I want to do. Um, but you know, it, it'll be a different experience. Uh, it'll be a different experience for multiple people. Uh, I'll be really interested to see once, like, the talent roles are fleshed out and public and stuff, what people think. Because there are definitely some situations where I was like, wait, but 
Shouldn't I be doing his job and he should be doing my job? <laughs> shouldn't that shouldn't, shouldn't there be different spots here? There's something's a little fishy here. Uh, but you know, again, at the, at so the somebody I... has an idea. They don't necessarily. Maybe they don't necessarily know that. I've done some things, and this other people have done other things. They they may not know that, and they just see us as a uh, talent that have performed at their league, and they think we're capable of certain things. And uh, you know, this, hey, maybe you know, the opportunities to do new things. This conversation is going to blue ball a bunch of people for like a month, and I'm sorry about that. And I look forward to being able to talk about it more candidly once it's either announced or after the fact, because I think we'll have a good time with it. But if what I think you're saying is actually the case by reading between the lines there, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. <laughs> and also, I think you're going to do very, I think you're going to do very well at the role that you may not necessarily want. Um, Thank you. Um, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't taken a position in a while that I've been like afraid of failure. You know, I feel like I've built up a pretty good degree of confidence and competence in, in the, the roles that I do. Panel, it's... hosting, casting, co-casting, interviews, you know, like all that stuff. Like I'm confident it's... and competent. I can do it both. Is that not a little bit exciting to you though? Um, yes and no. Um, look, do I really need to branch out anymore? Like, Probably I set out not. to branch out and, and, like, but do I need to do this more? Probably so, not. Like, probably not, right? So isn't this just an inherent risk? I isn't there just mostly risk and no real reward? I think it's inherently risky to put yourself in new situations if you are comfortable enough in the current one to where you don't need more of that breath, right? Like, if you were getting less gigs or or, or seven years younger or wanted to try and, like, you know, do different things in general, then, yeah, like, can see the risk being more exciting, right? Or, or like, as a growth opportunity. But what it sounds like you're saying is that there's more potential downside than upside. Yeah, there's uh, much because like I think there are people better for this job than me, and so like I just basically think that um, there's the potential that it's not as good as it should be, and that may be on me and my performance, and that might make me look bad, and that is entirely unnecessary because like it doesn't. There is no opportunities that are going to be gifted to me. Uh, by doing something new at this point in time. If anything, I'm trying to go back. I'm trying to like fucking cut down opportunities. I mean, like from a community standpoint, have you like, okay, let me just give you a quick, quick example of what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen a Reddit thread about my hosting? The I know silence. you because there haven't been any. <laughs> you would know that better than I would. The silence means yeah. I don't think so. And I'm not fishing for one, okay? Just to be clear to you guys who are listening, all right? You guys are our homies, all right? Don't, please don't do this just because I'm saying, all right? The, 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 but the point is, is that like the audience at this point in time, it just accepts the fact that like, I'm going to do things at a basic good level, you know? And like versus maybe if I'm Maybe if I'm extremely good at it and like I'm the, best of everybody by a clear margin maybe like the community will be like 
you know, give give me that nod. Uh, but at this point in time, the community is just like, yeah, he does that. He, he does a he does a good job. Nothing new. He does a good job. He's done a good job. That's it. Nothing new about it, right? So, what is the point of me doing hosting, as an example? If the if the community isn't like reasserting like my value to other tournament organizers, like to the people that hire me, right? Mm -hmm. What is the point of it, right? The, the, the best value I get from it is like the experience and like maybe I put together a reel or something of my hosting and I try and become like a full-time host. But like, I'm not getting extra gigs because I've now established myself as, as a good host. You know? So the Overwatch League didn't call you, and they're like, "Hey, dude, like they we saw uh, that's 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 a bummer. You could do that job." Um, <laughs> I, I, I that hear what opportunity you're was was six years ago or something. <laughs> I, a completely different timeline. Uh, not to belabor it too much, I think I think I'll gonna, gonna try and move on and nudge us a little bit to talk sure. about one last thing. Um, because this isn't the only news of a major that we've gotten in the last week. Uh, there's something that that I find personally exciting, uh, that that PGL announced that the third major will take place in Texas, in America, the mm -hmm. first week of August, first and second week of August. Why is this exciting to me? Because I'm definitely going to be able to go. Because a flight to Texas is going to be cheap, and I'm assuming that Liquid are going to qualify. It'll probably be like a wild disaster if they don't, if we're being honest. Um, yeah. That's exciting. And people are going to... The last time that we planned to have a Dota event in the States was ESL Los Angeles, which I was super yeah. excited about. We had we had a podcast planned after the show at, the, at a bar nearby. All of my friends were coming into town. It was going to be a party, and then COVID happened. Don't need to talk about that. But, like, we're getting back to, to an American thing that will be easy to travel to with an audience, which is cool. Uh, yeah. Th th this tips off two pieces of information for me. One, mm -hmm. um... TI is almost certainly uh, late September or early October. Yeah. Which most people already surmised by the schedule in the first place, but you're not going to turn around and probably have TI within a month of the major. There's probably going to be a small break and like a time for third party tournament operate tournament TO. Um, pff, fuck that. Saying that up. I can't be a host. Uh, or... <laughs> <laughs> or or you know we 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 kick it down a little bit so so that's interesting uh it makes me think that ti isn't gonna be in america uh because i feel like they're not gonna have two of the largest events of the year back to back in the states no no, no i don't think so no. you, you don't you don't think that stops that no i'm pretty well i'm pretty sure it goes to europe i I'm fairly certain. I no. I'm sorry. I'm agreeing with you. No to American Ti. Mm -hmm. Probably going back to Europe because Europe didn't get a Ti in the first place. I'm still sticking with that narrative until something tells me otherwise. I'm fairly certain that's that's what's going to be happening here. But who knows? Uh, it's really I interesting. Guess so much of it is dependent on COVID. So for sure. It's really interesting that they decided to call it the Arlington Major and not the Dallas Major because I saw a bunch of people who aren't from the area who are like, where is this? But like, Where? Who? <laughs> who? <laughs> Arlington? Isn't that the place from, from King of the Hill? So let me, give you, let me give you just the smallest bit of Texas know-how. 
when you fly into Dallas, which is the city everybody knows, you fly into Dallas-Fort Worth. Because Dallas and Fort Worth are like a mega city that are technically two different cities, but they touch and like the metropolitan area is big. In the middle of Dallas and Fort Worth in that entire area is Arlington. Arlington is where the Cowboys technically play, right? Even though they're the Dallas Cowboys. The the, the, the Texas football stadium is in Arlington. The esports arena that's like owned by the city is in Arlington. So I'm assuming that like they had some naming rights to say Arlington by using the venue instead of calling it Dallas. But mm-hmm. all things considered, the majors in Dallas, the majors in Texas. Um, I've been to the esports arena in Arlington. Have you been there? No. Is it cool? It's small. Ah. <laughs> it's small. And do you do you remember old MLGs that were like hosted yes. in convention centers where there where all the seating wasn't tiered and was just flat, like you're in like a yeah. flat large warehouse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is uh, the esports arena in Arlington. So not oh. only is seating going to be pretty limited, all things considered, I think that there's probably going to be a run on tickets because the venue size is pretty small for the people who want to go. Uh, also, like the it's it's not it's not a big space. It's not a big space, and, there, and there's no tiered seating. So Wait, if there's no tiered seat, seating. Why do they call it an arena? Why don't they just call it the Esports Convention Center? Because isn't that ultimately what it is if it's just a flat open space? What the fuck? That's correct. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely a bit of a misnomer. Uh, I, I was there because the Esports Awards were held there in October. Ah, okay. So that's that's where I experienced it. Like, the stage is cool. There's a production setup. The room is, like, relatively big. But there are bigger... MLGs. The Anaheim Convention Center is bigger. The Orlando Convention Center is bigger. Most places that you've probably been to that's that's like that are a little bit bigger. So I'm interested in in how they settled on that and also if there's going to be people who are just upset because of the venue size. Not a lot of people are talking about that yet. Um, especially if, if they just, you know, seat every, if they cram all the seats and then they don't like do any sort of, you know, distancing or what have you. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how that, how that goes down. Also, there's like, there's like no press area there's no press area and like how ti would have you know like designated spots for teams and like team staff and team people (laughs) oh dear (laughs) i think that you i think that you could fill up the arlington uh esports arena with just the box level at ti just the people who come to support the teams who are team staff Uh that that suite level at, at ti is probably more than the venue capacity at the arena. So I don't know how they're going to handle that. <laughs> I'm not... Uh, okay, I was already kind of thinking this. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. I mean, unless I get a job, but uh, PGL is running that that major. But like maybe I'll do some third-party content, possibly. If, if there is a financial opportunity for me to go, I will go. But I am not going to go as a spectator. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that sounds kind of ass. <laughs> like we would potentially have like fun with our friends hanging out and like getting barbecue, but mm. that's, that's the extent of it. That That's, I think that, I think that's probably the extent of it. Mm. And we can get barbecue in Los Angeles for being really honest, you know? Yeah. It's probably better. At least Korean barbecue anyway. <laughs> 
so, yeah. uh, well, that's uh, that, all you brought me was disappointment with that one. <laughs> I know. I, I so <laughs> to recap, I gave ESL some good PR and some free consultation, and I just shit on PGL's major because of a bunch of question well, marks about it. We did shit on ESL, just you know. <laughs> We did give them consultation. We basically said, like, hey, you're not really doing a good job. Here's how you can do a better one. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't that nice to ESL. Esports arena venue capacity. This I I should have done my research first. Esports stadium. Really interesting. I wonder why they did that. I wonder why they chose that. Well, like, was the offer from the esports stadium really that? Probably they're, valuable to them. They're trying to drive business to uh, Arlington as like a hub of esports. Uh, they've definitely invested in it a, a good bit. Uh, that's where they do some of their Overwatch and Call of Duty League games. That's where like their home arena is for for the Texas, which I believe are both Dallas teams. Um, they have some agreements with other parties. I think Esports Arena being one of them. Uh, and, and like a local government level, I believe that they're like pushing to be able to incentivize people to come, right? Like be it tax breaks, mm -hmm. be it a bunch of stuff. So they're, I think, and I could be wrong about this. So I'm a little bit hesitant to say it, but I think that the arena and the city ha is actively going out to people and pitching themselves as potential venues. So if they, you know, I, I think it's the venue that's making a sale to PGL here potentially and not PGL looking for a venue. I'm sure that it was financially advantageous for PGL to come to the space because they are going to bring a thousand Dota fans, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah, they are. They certainly are. It's just, it's very curious. Because are they going to make that much money if the venue is not that big? You know? Let's So so some very light Google searches, right? Like, mm -hmm. your mileage may vary on these numbers. Key arena capacity. 17,000 okay. people. Obviously, TI does not take up. I Actually, I think TI takes up most of those seats. They don't really block many off because it's all the way yeah, around. Yeah. Um, Esports Stadium, Arlington. 2,000 people. Ooh, that's small. TI can... A TI is the world championship. It's a worldwide event. People come in from all over the world, right? Which probably yeah. aren't going to happen for this. But it's, no. filling, it's, it's filling that many seats. You're talking about an eighth-ish... Uh, it might be, it's good for optics though it'll be good for optics because uh u.s events do not bring very many fans um esl1 new york was a great example of that that uh did not bring that many people especially the second one i think i remember the second one being particularly barren wasn't um, it like during because, a weekday though like they planned that event on like a tuesday yeah. wednesday in the city and everyone's like i gotta work <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely wasn't the greatest, but like either way, the U.S. just just isn't like a good hub for Dota in general, right? Like it's difficult for people to, outside of the the country to be able to fly into. It's expensive. Uh, people across the U.S. Um, still have like a significant financial cost to it because the U.S. is very big. So just because you live in the U.S. doesn't necessarily mean you're anywhere close to where this is going to be. In fact, 95% of them are probably going to be nowhere close, mm -hmm. not within driving distance anyway. So uh, it just generally doesn't bring that many people. So I could see a world where, like, yeah, there's maybe only 2,000. I mean, maybe only, like, 1,500 people show up. I could see a world. 
Where it'll be full. It'll yeah. probably be really loud because it'll be full. The, exactly. Those fifteen thousand people will care a lot too. Like yeah. they're gonna be excited. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Also, great for fans in Mexico. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of flights True. from from Dallas because of the geography. So maybe we'll see a lot of a lot of Latin American fans who actually make their way up. Uh, that would potentially, be that'd be that'd be really hype. Um, something not hype. That's all I mm-hmm. got for the show, buddy. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you. I'm giving you the wrap up signal for anybody. It's it's an audio podcast, so spinning my finger really okay. actually doesn't do much. Fair enough. Um, is there anything else I wanted to talk about? We can talk about more about um, the the talent invites next week. I don't know. We'll just we'll just kind of see what drama comes up. If nothing comes up, then I'll, I'll have more to say about the talent invites. But if drama does come up, you know, fresh. We we only deal with fresh fresh drama here. We don't gotta promise anybody anything. We're just we're just gonna be here. Maybe I'll talk more about my my DNA. Want uh, to find out more? No, I don't want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> what other deep dark family secrets? Like lurking in that DNA of yours. 